For every day we are alive, our chance of death increases. I know you know this. The longer we live, the closer to death we become. It is why as children, Christmas seems so far away, and as adults we say, haven't we just done this? As sand moves through our hourglasses, we get heavy with mortality. Days are shorter, sleep feels wasted. And when we have the choice between laughter and hustle, we choose hustle because we think legacy means leaving concrete behind. It doesn't. I am Alana, and this is Racing Home, the podcast where I unpack the journey of writing the first book in a series about the end of the world. Welcome. Today, we're going to talk about death and legacy. So, because I'm writing a book about the end of the world, obviously, I'm dealing with mass death. Basically, the population of humanity is disappearing. So, as the creator of this imaginary event, I am essentially responsible for the death of 99.9% of the world's population. So that's fun. That's <laughs> that's a weird burden. As I sat down this morning to do my morning writing, I was writing from the perspective of one of the main characters, Rajiv Montgomery Noah, who I introduced you to a couple weeks ago, I believe. I was basically writing in his voice an essay on death and legacy. So I was almost like I was I was past my word count. I was on a roll. So I was going, going, going. I had just written this little tiny paragraph. I'm going to read it to you. Everyone dies twice. Once when we rejoin the sun and then again after the last time anyone thinks of us. Know this. I will think of you always. I will carry you with me as long as I'm able. So I had just finished writing that. That's the end of this long essay, or at least the end of the portion I was writing this morning. And my phone rang and it was my father to let me know that my grandfather had passed away around midnight last night. So today is November 22nd. Now we knew this was coming. Um, he was ready. My, my grandpa had a beautiful life. He's a beautiful man. Um, and I just think it's, kind of special that I, that I just written this this bit about legacy about death about how um how we can we really keep people alive just through our memories of them and then that's the moment that the universe decided to let me know that um my grandpa had passed on so I just wanted to share that I know that's kind of heavy and um yeah, we're going to miss him, but we're going to keep thinking about him and telling stories and um, it'll be nice to get together with the family and hear some, hear, hear a lot of those stories and, and just remember him in a really warm, warm, good way. So, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's where, that's where I'm coming at you today. So writing this book. Um, there is a lot of heaviness because even though the story is focused on the survivors, there's still this burden of um, of honoring all the people that aren't going to survive. And it's fiction. I know that that seems maybe silly, but it is something that I feel and I found myself 
writing little little moments of inconsequential characters. So I mean characters that have nothing to do with the story, but I just want to capture the brevity of life, the just the fact that every person is out there living a full life. Sometimes I think about that and I get overwhelmed and confused and nothing nothing makes sense. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But there are billions of lives in the world and we're affected by so few of them, but also so affected by all of them. And I think that's a hard thing to dwell on because it's so, so big and our minds are so small. Death is never, it's never easy, even if you have full confidence around the fact that that person was ready and that they're at peace. We, we all want to be immortal, don't we? In some way. And that, that's what legacy is about. Legacy is about, um, is about living forever. So this character, Rajiv, he will live forever in the things that he is doing to ensure the future of humanity. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I think my my feelings are mixed up in this right now. If we allow raw feelings to come out in our writing, I think that could be a really powerful thing. So I'm not going to fight it and... Um, and I, I will carry on. And I think it is, it's special now to me to know that in many ways, there is a letter to my grandfather inside this book. That's, that's special. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know about the last time you read something that moved you. So I think one of the greatest powers of a writer is to spark emotion. So whether whether it's sadness, whether it's joy, whether it's anger, I think the mark of a good writer is sparking emotion. And I shared I shared on Instagram not too long ago a little reel. <laughs> it was I'd filmed it in January when I was reading a manuscript by one of my authors and she killed off a character <laughs> and it had surprised me. And so I, I filmed myself reacting to it, crying on camera. This was on the heels of my daughter being upset over a book she was reading. I believe it's something in the Percy Jackson universe and a character had died and she was so upset. And why do authors do this? And I think in many ways it's because authors are unpacking their own feelings around mortality, around death, around around legacy. And I think it's really special that we get to share share in that with the author. I'm just going to play the audio from that reel so you can kind of catch the emotions this book stirred up in me. Last night before bed, my daughter asked me, why do books let characters die? And she was all upset about this book she was reading. I'm reading a manuscript from one of my authors right now. And a character just died. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm laughing. It was devastating. <laughs> I was so, so upset. So I'm... Oh, come on. 
there is nothing more powerful than a book that stirs emotions. And um, I love that my daughter is reading those kind of books. And I love that I get to work on those kind of books, even though I hate it so, so much. Characters have to die. Books have to feel real. That's the worst. Yeah. So that's that's really all all I have to share right now. As far as updates, I've made really great progress. I am very pleased with where I'm at. As I said, today is Wednesday, November 22nd when I am recording this. I am sitting at 64,073 words. So I am closing in on that 70,000 word goal that I've set for myself. So much of that new word count happened at the 12 hour intensive that I hosted earlier in November. And I don't think that I've recorded since then. So to give you a little update of what that was like, this is a little room ambiance recording that I did during that event. Now, most of what you're hearing is my own keyboard because obviously my phone was right beside me when I was recording this. But if you listen, you can hear keyboards in the background. And that's one of the beautiful things. This is the soundtrack of a 12 hour intensive. So there were 11 of us sharing space in an art gallery for 12 hours of writing. And there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands of words that were created in that space. And it is uh, by far my most favorite writing event that I get to host and also the best thing to participate in. It's, it's really incredible how fast the time goes. And then again, how motivating it is to be in a space with others who are focused. It's a perfect introverts way to find community and progress. So I highly recommend it. I will be doing another one in May of 2024. So pay attention for that. Um, there's even potential of adding a few more during the year just because um, there seems to be interest in it and the gallery is open to potentially hosting more. So stay tuned for that. So all in all, I'm, I'm very pleased with my progress. I am finding the topics often heavy, but it's good. It's very therapeutic to work through some of that heaviness. And I've, I've shared before how writing is so much like, it's so much of a cathartic exercise and there's a lot of self-discovery that goes on. And hopefully that's not obvious when you read it, but that it also pushes you to think through some big things. That, that would make me really happy if that's what happened. So I'll close off with just reading that, what I wrote today, just because it's where, it's, it's where I was at. It's, it's where my feelings are right now. And it will also give you a little more insight into this interesting character. So I'll pick up where I left off from the opening excerpt. Legacy is a spark you've left in someone's eye. I understand that now, and just as they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I think maybe I am beyond the legacy that matters. No, instead I will leave a kingdom in my wake, a kingdom womb for the new generation. You won't laugh at this, it isn't funny, it is in many ways the most tragic thing of all. 
When I was eight years old, I went with my mother to see the holy guru at the sanctuary. As we sat lotus in the inner sanctum, he stood over her, his hand on her head, and said, You are a single drop in the ocean. Time is meaningless. It does not exist. You are guaranteed nothing but right now. If you dive deep, you will be sustained. If you remain on the surface, the sun will resorb you. We are all of the sun, and the sun desires her children. Be a drop that feeds the earth, and you will have found a purpose. My dad was with us. He couldn't sit lotus, but that didn't matter. He didn't believe. I knew because he chewed gum while the guru spoke and his feet stunk. That was the biggest horror of all, popping gum and the smell like rotten pear that even the most divine incense would not cover. I knew my mother thought it disgraceful, but she never said a word. She was grace incarnate. I am a single drop in the ocean, she breathed into the enlightened space. My father believed in two things, baseball and Jesus, in that order, though he wouldn't want you to think it. He laughed when we left the temple and I saw the guru's legacy in his eyes. For my mother's birthday, only a week later, he presented her with a tiny corked bottle on a chain, in it a single drop of water. As he put it around her neck, he said, you are more than this, you are the whole ocean. Waves gathered in her eyes and I saw my father's legacy there. Years later, when he lay dying, the chemical burned so deep, all his handsomeness stolen, my mother had taken that vial from around her neck and put it in his hands and said, if I were the whole ocean, I would wash away your pain. Not even thinking about her own pain that was boiling her from the inside out. He hadn't been able to speak by then, and with tear ducts sealed shut by the burns, he couldn't even open his eyes because of the pain. When they took his body away, it left a yellow-pink stain on the sheets, and I thought, this is his new legacy, and I wondered if Jesus would meet him or Babe Ruth at the final home run of his final season. Child of Earth, I write this from the foundation of the Guru, the foundation he planted in my heart on the day he anointed me with words to my mother. I have dived deep. I will sustain my own single drop for as long as the earth will have me. I pray you do the same, and if you cannot, I pray the sun is kind and that your rejoining her will be a divine moment of homecoming, that it will be quick that it will be like a prayer, that somehow a legacy will remain. Everyone dies twice, once when we rejoin the sun, and then again after the last time anyone thinks of us. Know this, I will think of you always. I will carry you with me as long as I'm able. Chin up, bright eyes. We'll talk again soon. Racing Home is a Chicken Press production. Theme music by Alex Grohl and Alana Rusnak. If you would like to support my writing journey with a small financial donation, you may do so by visiting bio.site slash Alana Rusnak. That link is available in the show notes. You can make a donation of any size of your choosing and it will go towards funding the production of this book. Writing takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. It requires a lot of coffee and chocolate. So if you want to help out, that's one way you can do it. Donations over $50 will be automatically signed up to receive a signed copy 
of when the shoes all burned at least one week before official launch.